She throws fireballs, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've been saving that one. Jesus fuck. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, that's your shaggy impersonation. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hello everyone. I'm Nikki. And I'm, I'm Ty. I'm sorry, I almost cocked. I'm Keena. <laughs> this is Page Turners. And Button Mashers. <laughs> Well, that was weird. I confused Uh, everyone. Well, yeah, that's normal. (laughs) It is normal. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So uh, if you guys have kind of obviously heard, there is a third voice on with us. (gasps) (laughs) This is Kina from Historical AF Pod. I have been looking for this, like, forward to this there oh my you god go. for this <laughs> english words. isn't my first language there um, it is again <laughs> words are hard guys words, words are, are very hard. hard yes real talk <laughs> <laughs> see that's the beauty is that that's our catchphrase on historical af is words are hard so when we mess up is it just a bit or can we really not speak you'll never know <laughs> <laughs> you'll never know <laughs> our little secret <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I have to constantly remind people that it's like, though I speak eloquently, English is not my first language, so things get jumbled up up there. (laughs) I wish I had that excuse. I do not. (laughs) It is so bad. Spanish to English is confusing. It's worse for me because I have a degree in English, so if I talk (laughs) bad, I studied linguistics for a solid year. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So if I I mess up, then I'm just an idiot. You have no excuses. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a failure. <laughs> oh, I feel that. <laughs> okay. So with that, let's get started on my book. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. All right. So I decided to go with a classic Halloween spin. And last week I reported on the first part of Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Ooh, I love Hocus Pocus so much. So, naturally, I had to bring out part two. Of course. That was written, but not recorded as a movie. So... Okay, so this is, like, not in the... This is the sequel. Ooh. (laughs) Hocus Pocus, the sequel by A.W. Jantha. Is that the same person? Yep. Okay, cool. It's, like, the same book. Okay. Oh, Okay. (laughs) Okay, so we open the second part with a quote from Elizabeth Sanderson saying that she accepts her fate, though the town doesn't know why. Though everyone believes that she did horrible things when they didn't do anything at all. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) So 25 years later, after 1993, Mm -hmm. Salem 2018, Poppy is walking into history class the day before Halloween with her best friend, Travis. She's typically dreads this class since they open the topic of the Sanderson sisters. A story her parents and Aunt Danny fully believe in. But this was different because it's her father who is the history teacher. Ooh. I know. Max is a history teacher. <laughs> who oh, thought? shit. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I was like, who would have thought you would have gone for something else? But all right. 
So before class begins, she also notes someone named Isabella, someone she finds very amazingly beautiful when class finally begins. So her father bringing up the San- her father ended up bringing up the Sanderson sisters. I can't read my own words, okay? <laughs> it happens. So bad. It's so bad. <laughs> so they typically don't talk about it because the sisters according to her family came back from the dead and nearly killed her aunt Danny. Isabella, however, brought up Elizabeth Sanderson. She was the only one who sacrificed herself so that her husband and daughter could escape. Ooh. Yeah. When Isabella asked Mr. Dennison if he believed she was actually a witch, but the class class bitch literally decided oh. to be like, witch, please. Then our protagonist gives her dad an out by changing the subject in class entirely. Nice. Side note already. Oh, God. The class bitch... <laughs> The class bitch is the daughter of Jay Taylor, the guy who used to bully her dad as a kid. Oh, the one that stole oh, his shoes? Yes! Okay. Cages? Okay. Yes! Oh, he got out of the cage? Good. <laughs> yeah. Good know. God, I kind of hoped, honestly. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. So her name is Katie. Oh, and Katie's mom is a lawyer who owns the firm that Poppy's mom works at. Oh. So it's a history teacher and a lawyer. Nice. Yeah. That's a lot of money, kind of. Hey, they, you'll figure out a lot of things. Okay. <laughs> so, the class ends and Travis and Isabella chased after her. Travis checked in and Isabella offered to buy her pizza for upsetting her in class. Poppy had an internal fight with being able to tell her about her family's secret and the fact that she has this huge crush on this girl. However, the, Travis got through to her and was like, she's our friend. It's about time. So Poppy agreed. A little bit about Poppy. Uh, she's in love with photography. Hey. Yeah. Ainsies. So she kind of talks about her passion and it's really, really cute. <laughs> so they arrive at this pizza place and get their food and take a seat. Uh, they get distracted, but Isabella gets back on track, apologizing for her comment about the Sanderson sisters in class. Poppy was like, it's fine. My family just has a lot of history with the sisters. So she goes on to explain that her grandma had been the curator for the His Sisters Museum. Then, with little encouragement from Travis, she tells Isabella the whole story of how her father, her mother, and her aunt encountered three of four of the Sanderson sisters. Travis oh. commenting about Sarah's boy-hungry mentality. <laughs> 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 but instead of Isabella freaking out, she seemed interested. Mm. Yeah, I, I revealed last week that I was like, yeah, there's four Sanderson sisters. And yeah, I was like, did. my mind was blown when I first read this. I was like, no, there isn't. Yeah, there's only three. I, I didn't compute that at first. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, it had to. It took a minute. <laughs> there are four. There are four. <sighs> So she even made the connection with the kiln being broken for that reason. So she took it really well and asked if Poppy <laughs> believed her parents. Uh, Poppy said she wasn't sure, and Travi, Travi, Travis said that he Travis. doesn't believe either. But then Poppy asked if they were both going to the Denison's first Halloween party in 25 years. Oh, that's the first mistake. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Something's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Celebrating that 25 years, it's 
been 25 years since the Sanderson sisters hardened them. Anyway, they finished up only having one encounter with Katie, yet again, who proudly announced that she's going to her party, which made Poppy not want to go. <laughs> fair, I get that. That's I wouldn't want to go either. That's a mood. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't like crowds in general. So I yeah, feel like true. there's too many people in my house. I'm going to go upstairs and then lock the door forever. <laughs> no, I feel that, yeah. <laughs> so her friends ended up convincing her to go and have fun anyway. Oh, friends are the worst. I know, right? Always making you leave your house and put pants on. Who needs that? <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> he legitimately hates wearing pants. I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need that on the shirt now. He hates wearing pants. He legitimately hates wearing pants. <laughs> so the day came and went. Uh, the last class coming in and the teacher feeling frustrated with the class's distracted state uh, Katie is unfortunately in this class and eyeing down Poppy. Fortunately, Isabella also is in the class. Okay. When she touches Poppy for comfort, they have a massive shock go through them. Oh. Which would suck, actually. <laughs> I am a very dry person. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> just. Just. just ah! <laughs> Statement of the century right there. <laughs> I'll put that one on a shirt too. Okay. <laughs> I am a very dry person. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. Okay. Uh, Isabella texts Poppy to give her some comfort, but Katie posts a message on the party page on Facebook. Can't wait to see you all, you guys and ghouls tonight. No, Hashtag real witches. Oh. oh, nobody talks like that. Is this like an old person trying to pretend to be a teenager? Because that's what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Hi, my hip cool. youths. Yeah. <laughs> the accuracy in that statement. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I've talked to enough teenagers to know. I'm like, I hate that you talk like this, but you do. <laughs> that's true. I used to be that old person. I ran a teen center. So I'd be like, I don't understand you. This is not English. Stop. <laughs> oh, man, this is dank. <laughs> Oh, getting say, real groovy. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what it was. There was one word that I was just like, that's not what that means. And it just drove me insane. <laughs> oh, no, they said it's drove. And I was like, I can't. I don't understand. Like, instead of like, that's dumb. It was that's drove. And I was like, you what? just made that up. That makes no sense. Nobody says that. <laughs> like, no, no, we totally do. And I was like, uh, no. That is fake as shit. <laughs> yes. I once had a coworker say it's tundra out and she is in her 30s and my brain actually like it fizzled and popped because i was like that that sentence say it again and then she was like oh what do you mean it's tundra out and i'm like you are in your 30s woman <laughs> a is a word as well as a letter that should be in that sentence and i cannot <laughs> Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Poppy realized that Katie heard her at the pizza place and was like, fuck. <laughs> so right. class ended and Isabella stood up to Katie and they left quickly together, separating when Isabella said that she needed to get to her debate club. Luckily, Travis came quickly, but he notified her that her hair was legitimately standing on end. Oh. So the shock apparently caused some serious static. <laughs> So Katie walked by with more quips and Poppy went to the bathroom to smooth out her hair. 
So she comes back, shirt as wet as Travis's, science experiment gone really, really wrong. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just water, I promise. Uh (laughs) And Mr. Taylor, Jay, as we know him, yeah, he's the principal. Oh, God. Of the school. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he's storming around the building to clear the students out, and he only paused to eye Poppy and Travis, blonde comb over flowing in the wind <laughs> then we moved on to the next groups that's amazing my high school principal had a comb over too <laughs> mine had no hair <laughs> i don't know what mine looked like oh <laughs> we know what the vice principal looked like but like the actual principal was like never there oh okay <laughs> it was one of those who are you <laughs> weird side story my the principal of my school was actually my mother's history teacher when she went to that school i was just like hopefully he doesn't oh wait no he wouldn't have recognized the name because it was her maiden name (laughs) so i was just sitting here like my face is exactly hers so (laughs) don't recognize me (laughs) just with the beard hair yeah i didn't have a beard back then that's true yeah lucky my sister's eight years older than me so obviously all the teachers knew her and my sister's literally a genius like has that membership to whatever that club is because she's a genius and i'm like i'm okay you know like (laughs) i know numbers i'm I'm okay you know i have a master's (laughs) degree so i did okay but i'm not a genius and everybody be like oh you're not it's like great thanks My older brother is also eight years older than me, and we, my band teacher knew me since I was, like, six, (laughs) and it was one of those situations that I also joined band, and he was expecting me to be as talented as my older brother, but my younger brother ended up being more talented than both of us combined. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, mother of fuck, are you kidding me? I feel that. <laughs> I think my mom said one time one teacher asked her, like, is is the other one okay? And she's like, okay, they're different. Okay. <laughs> like, I think you're ex- okay. <laughs> she's like, Keena's got other things going for her. Like, she's artistic and she's social. Like, my sister is a hermit. So that's, <laughs> I was like, that's the fair trade. Like, I'll take being social and, you know, a little extroverted for yeah, a absolutely. little less intellectual. Proud, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You got to have those social skills, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah (laughs) okay so they head back to poppy's house formerly her grandparents so they live in the same big ass house Mm -hmm. which wasn't at all decorated uh max greeted the kids and told them to go help out allison side note we also get to learn about the fact that max took the remainder of the black flame candle after they became the caretakers of the estate and locked it up Mm -hmm. oh yeah so that's not possible anymore (sighs) Uh, so they joined Allison and the kids offered to help, explaining why they were wet in the process and somehow reminding her that she needed to warn them that it was a blood moon that night and the kids needed to be extra careful. She wouldn't have felt so worried if they knew where Winifred's spellbook was. Oh. Remember, it just kind of like flew off into the night and disappeared. Yeah. And that's all we know. <laughs> so... Poppy kind of threw it in her face that this whole party thing was embarrassing enough without her warning. But Allison explained, it is, is it really so bad to want to keep the kids safe while also fueling their cavity lust? Like, (laughs) is it really that bad? (laughs) Like, no, fair. (laughs) 
Cavity lust. <laughs> that's a great statement. That's a phrase. I know. Those are words. Yes. <laughs> so Poppy was like, no, but I'm worried about being embarrassed. And her mom was like, I get it, but I promise I won't do that to you. Liar. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So Allison is a wizard with the skills of one being able to set up last minute party decor. Like, she flips this house. They're okay. like, who? Who does that? <laughs> I panic for a week. <laughs> yeah. Procrastination. So, procrastination station, always. <laughs> so, they were finishing, a, like, they finished up some ghost pops, which, you know, they're the tissue-covered lollipops with faces on them. Oh, yeah. I've done those and it's really fun to hang them around. Anyway, uh, when Poppy opened up her laptop to find Isabella's Instagram open oh. uh, while scrolling through. Oh, my God. I lost my spot. Nice. <laughs> while scrolling through, she asked Travis why he thinks Isabella has been hanging out with them. And Travis is like, it could be because she likes you as much as you like her. If you could only get the nerve to ask her out. <laughs> and I'm Drama. like, damn. It's like, damn, calling out your friend, man. <laughs> it's like, just let her be scared. It's okay. <laughs> I'm one to talk. <laughs> Jesus. I asked this one out. So. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah, no, she is. Uh, she 100%. She's like, we're gonna, we're gonna like go on a date. And I was like, cool, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, congratulations again on your engagement. Oh, How thanks. exciting is that? Oh, it's ridiculously weird that everybody heard us get engaged. <laughs> yeah, I had to be a little shit like that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. that social. <laughs> so, it's the good news is I, I was already like, we agreed to get married like a while ago. And I was like, it's about that time I should start thinking about the wedding plans. And then I literally planned the wedding. Before we did the official engagement. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, this is easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were completely backwards. So we, I guess, kind of got engaged. And then two days later, we were married. He left for Afghanistan the next day. And then three months later, um, he said it was my 90-day return thing. He kept me. And then I got my ring. So it's all been very weird out of order. But it worked. <laughs> right on. Hey, as long as you're happy, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, we saved okay. all the money of a wedding and went on a massive honeymoon to Disney World. And there you go. See? There you go. Great. That's why we're doing it small. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adult drunk Disney for your honeymoon. I highly recommend. Cross board. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Heard it here first, folks. Yes. <laughs> okay. So they talked about this for a while. Blah, blah. Cute teenager having a crush stuff. Uh, and the party begins. <laughs> so Poppy becomes... Uh, Poppy comes dressed as a witch, thanks to Travis's mom making her a killer cute hat. And Travis goes as a mythical creature researcher. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, it was a very weird situation. <laughs> he has like a horn going through his chest because a unicorn speared him and it, it was weird. That's a unique <laughs> costume. Though. It really is. Like, I actually love that. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> you got to read this book because it gets really, really detailed. <laughs> <laughs> so interestingly enough her principal is also in attendance oh. uh they have fun play charades when katie finally waltz in the party 
gotta love it. So Poppy scooted away and overheard her mom telling Isabella not to play with the Ouija board during the blood moon. Of course. No, don't do that. Don't play with Ouija boards at all, but you know, (laughs) that's just me. Um, And Isabella, Isabella's like, honestly, it's okay. Uh, I just hope she doesn't hate me for it. Like Poppy pulled her away and is like, "Mm, sorry, mom's awkward. (laughs) (laughs) So Poppy explains that her mom is jumpy and offers the chance to go to the Sanderson house and ditch the party. So they get ready and Travis is ready to go too. And Katie, of course, stops them before they can bail. And Katie is blabbing about their secret to everyone. Rude. (laughs) (laughs) So her dad cut her off and Isabella pulled Poppy away offering to still go to the Sanderson house. Uh, She agreed wholeheartedly, and they went to go get the key, meeting Travis and Isabella with the Ouija board, and they head out. Woo! Oh, that sounds like a terrible idea. Thank you! (laughs) (laughs) You know this place is already haunted. Why are you bringing a Ouija board? Yeah. I don't know. Do you want demons? Because that's how you get demons. Nice. Demons are hard to unlatch, okay? (laughs) You can't sage out those fuckers that go, haha, I'm gone for like two days. And then it's like, no, I'm still here. <laughs> Get wrecked, nerd. <laughs> You're annoying. Anyway. <laughs> I have a lot of weird experiences in my life, okay? <laughs> Why I'm not social. <laughs> anyway, so they make it to the cemetery, then to the Sanderson house. Not without easy entry, though. So they stumble, trip, and fall on their way to the house, and they lose the keys in the process. Oh, of course. Yeah, Isabella wanted to take that as a cop-out of continuing, but Poppy was like, we can just break in. It'll be fine. Have they not learned their lesson and gotten a security guard yet? (laughs) Thank you. That's a good point. (laughs) People do this every year, and yet you haven't learned. Just saying. This is the difference from watching Hocus Pocus 20 years ago when I was like a kid. Now, as an adult, I'm just like, where are the adults? Where is the security camera? <laughs> like, every museum ever has a security camera. Somebody would have been watching. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. Yeah, that's me reading every young adult book. And it's like, where are your parents? Yes. <laughs> why, why are you doing this on your own? Yes. So... They break in and walk inside. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> yeah, and they check out the place, and Isabella is extremely stoked about it. Uh, she mentions also that she has Winifred's spell book. What? Where'd that come from? Yeah, uh, it showed up at her house one day. Uh, she pulled it out of her backpack, and Travis is like, let's cast a spell. Oh, great. They're, they're dumb. Yeah. Casually <laughs> just shows up. <laughs> Literally, she's like, uh, I don't know, I turned around one day while my window was open and it was on my bed and i'm like probably shouldn't grab it you burn that with fire you don't play with it that is a demon holy hellfire (laughs) purge it with holy hellfire (laughs) yes that (laughs) so travis takes the book and the ouija board and is like it'll be fun So, so they put their hands on it and immediately the planchette moved and the book fluttered open. Oh no. Yeah, all the signs. Oh, they're dead. <laughs> so Poppy backed away, followed by Travis and Isabella, and they were both like, it couldn't be. Could it? <laughs> so Poppy got her nerve and spoke to the board that answered on its own. Uh, it had been dead for 325 years. 
Oh god, all I'm thinking is like it moved on it. Oh god, I lost never mind, ignore me. I completely lost what I was gonna say. <laughs> god damn it. Yay, life. <laughs> <laughs> so she asked it its name, but it only said it wants to tell her. The board then spelled some inside and some without. One believes and one hold doubt. On All Hallows Eve, Eris twelve struck, trade three souls until sunup. And then it said goodbye. Oh. oh no, no, you can't leave it at that. No, you can't. Uh, so Yo, the book, planchet, get back. Yeah, yeah. Get back here. <laughs> Where are you going? Then the planchet shot off the board. Mm. Things flying off the shelf and no. flying into the air. Uh, Winifred's book flying as well and opening. Good. The room Great. feels like it's spinning. The floor is shaking and glowing green below. Yep. And they hide under the large table and everything finally falls and just goes quiet don't like that no no it's great no i know sir (laughs) realizing poppy had just read an exchanging spell from the book oh no how did you not know (laughs) come on it was too well versed (laughs) (laughs) there's too many rhymes (laughs) it had the word air in it (laughs) e-r-e come on that's not an english thing I don't know what I just said. Anyway, so they hid under again, and they heard the front door start to creak open and shut. Three sets of feet walk into the house, but as they freaked out and flipped the table, they realized it was Poppy's parents and Aunt Danny. (laughs) Boy, were they pissed. (laughs) Poppy explained that they found the spell book and tried to summon the dead, but she tried to explain that it could have just been a weird breeze. (laughs) Okay. I am sure they're convinced. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, especially after what they went through. Yeah. Uh, They still weren't happy. Angry that the kids could have gotten hurt, but happy that they were safe, right? So, however, mid-sentence, her mother, father, and Danny just disappeared. Uh Uh-oh. A portal started opening in front of them, and three women walked through. Oh, no. Redhead, a blonde, and a brunette. Yes, yes, yes. All three kids were in shock. They're real and they're back. Who? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, that look on her face. (laughs) The betrayal. Yeah, she she was. (laughs) It was more like, don't. (laughs) Don't test me. (laughs) Yeah. So Poppy got angry and was like, what 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 did she do you know she's like what what did i do and winifred was like why nothing we were in hell where your parents are now how have we heard for you from the other side so here we are now where's my book <laughs> <laughs> that's so, so casual tra- though it's like right? your parents are in hell nice to meet you where's my book yeah. <laughs> So Travis had already hidden it and Winifred went after him. Poppy shot a picture of the witches uh, with a flash on because she brought her camera like a smart person. Mm -hmm. And they finally ran out of the house quickly without Isabella. Oh. Yeah. So the witches cackled and they rushed out of the house. The kids hiding out of sight as the as the Winifred said. (laughs) Winifred said that they need to find the book and the blood moon stone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Poppy and Travis run back inside. They look for Isabella and only find a Boston Terrier. 
Uh, oh. That spoke to them. Oh! <laughs> Plot twist. It was Isabella. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> so praying they had the book, she was like, we need a game plan and we we need to think about it in the graveyard. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so Poppy was reeling about losing her family when she asked Isabella how she found the spell book, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like, uh, so my family took one of those DNA test thingies that explained that her eighth great grandmother was Elizabeth Sanderson. Oh. Shortly oh. after, the book showed up. Okay. Just magically appeared. No, rightfully so. I mm. just realized that it's it is a spell book. Yes. <laughs> I can be smart. Um. So they found a spot and found the spell again, realizing that by sunup everything should just go back to normal, right? Uh, Isabella was like, "I don't want to be a dog." <laughs> and then they Fair. saw them. Yeah, a boy and a girl both pearlescent approaching them. And Poppy was like, Binks? (gasps) Looks like they were the ones who took the keys, but they didn't heed the warning, of course. (laughs) So he clarified that her family is okay for now, but the spell doesn't end when the sun rises. It becomes permanent. Oh. Yeah. So unless they can find the blood moonstone, they can't reverse it. So Emily offered her the ability to see her family and check in. So she took it. And while they were basically seeing through the void, Poppy could hear the sound of a calm woman. Then Danny and Max appeared in front of her. So Poppy asked what to do. And Max was like, well, you got to break the spell. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Send those witches back here before sunrise. It'll be fine. (laughs) Like he has full faith in his daughter. Yeah. Who sent them to hell in the first place. Just saying. (laughs) Second mistake. (laughs) Well, now you know where the adults are. They are literally in hell. (laughs) It's good to know. They're just like, we have faith in you. Just saying they're way too calm. It's it's not okay. So Poppy hugs her mom. When she pulls back, there's another woman in her arms. Uh, She apologized, but they're not supposed to be touching when channeling. And this woman is Elizabeth. Oh. She just wants to help her stop her sisters. Uh, She woke up about the same time that Thackeray and Emily did and sure that she needed to help them find peace. Mm Mm-hmm. So the witches were flying around town on a push broom, a rake, and a leaf blower. (laughs) And Winifred then pulled out something from her robes, something smooth, then it flowed, then it glowed, and she dropped it. Mm. Sarah caught it mid-flight. It's an iPhone. They found a fucking iPhone. (laughs) They've never seen this fucking thing before, and they're like, what the hell? (laughs) Pun intended. So Mary oh. loves it <laughs> and she until she gets frustrated and it beeps at her, asking how it can help. <laughs> they activated Siri. Yeah. <laughs> so Winnie's like, where can we find the blood moonstone? And it's like, here's where you can find this shop. Here. <laughs> Damn you, Siri. So they go and find it. <laughs> That's great, actually. I'm like, now you really need to make this a movie. (laughs) Yes. So back to Elizabeth. Uh, She explains to the kids to never trust the book. She tried to be helpful with it, but it only led to her being hanged as well. 
sad but true. <laughs> However, she also explained that when she was married, her mother gave her the moonstone. It can grant eternal life if boiled in a broth of herbs. However, if the stone is broken, all spells would be too. So they asked where she hid it. So she told them it was given to her husband and he ran from town with their daughter. So Travis had to be, of course, be like, anyone think this is a bad idea? <laughs> like, Magus got us into this and like, help? <laughs> <laughs> but Elizabeth was like, yes, but only magic can really get you out of it now. So, it, I mean, give and take, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the three witches found themselves at a building. Uh, Winnie went towards the building and the girls followed shortly after. Uh, three men greeted them and the most drunk of them was like, let's take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Please, let's take a selfie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is one of my favorite things that happened. <laughs> Okay. She's <laughs> like, let's take a selfie. And they were like, what? And before they knew it, a flash happened. And they were just like, ah! <laughs> they were like, we need to get inside the building. <laughs> and the Oracle Stone was a Halloween shop, is what they found. Okay. <laughs> so Siri led them to the Oracle Stone, ironically enough. <laughs> okay. So Winnie was furious and she spoke about how she needed to break down their sister's home. And Mary was like, well... What if we can just summon some children with this magic box? And Winifred was like, that's not possible. <laughs> Basic knowledge of a phone. It's great. Um, <laughs> she pulls her outside and they're like, the brooms are gone. <laughs> Every fucking time. <laughs> and Winnie wanders away, Sarah in tow. Then Mary sings a song. Of self-pitying, really. Oh. Yeah. I, of course, in, in listening to it via audiobook, it's spoken to you. But now I really want to know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she's basically talking about how Winnie treats her. It isn't love. It's not good. Oh. It's like, damn, you finally figured it out. <laughs> it took you 325 years, but you know. <laughs> It's a lot of self-awareness all of a sudden. I know. I think they wanted to give the other two sisters some sort of self-awareness. <laughs> a little more depth. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're two idiots. Let's let's give them something more. Yeah. <laughs> so when her song is done, Winnie clears her throat and takes the phone and gives it to Sarah, who asks a horny teen who tells her how to use it. <laughs> so Poppy gets a call from Isabella, which happens to be the phone the witches have. She answers when a song comes through. Come, little children, I'll take thee away. Ooh. Ooh. One of my favorite songs, let me just say. Yeah. <laughs> so Poppy wants to bring the moonstone and the book to Sarah immediately. Travis rips the phone away, stopping the call. Mm -hmm. So they realize that it's not good that they learned how to do this. Everyone is going to be casted on at any moment and... Then Elizabeth tells them how to cast a spell to find the stone and the ingredients that they need. Then they added a piece of themselves, not the way Winnie would, just hair, I promise. <laughs> just a little bit of hair, it's fine. Uh, then Isabella casts the spell. The ingredients change into a map showing them where it is. And it's on Winter Island, which is like this little lighthousey island. Okay. It's cute. It's small. <laughs> it's quaint. It's quaint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but it seems that they need to ask their principal about the lighthouse and the history since he was the one who knows about it and he's the caretaker. Oh. Uh, it's like, even though Taylor, Mr. Taylor was Katie's dad and her own dad's bully, he kind of owed her dad one. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That is true. So they went back into town and things got eerie. Uh, the kids got to the house quickly, but the streets were swarming with hypnotized kids. Oh, yeah, the worst. Well, they were all like uh, the worst type of kids is hypnotized kids. <laughs> Unless they're asleep, I guess. Not even still Just sleep. Yeah, sleep forever. <laughs> I like children. I promise. Um, so <laughs> they went back into town, and things got eerie. I said that already. Uh, the door opened. There you go. <laughs> Mr. Taylor came out and his first question was like, what are you doing here? And where's Katie? So Poppy rushed that they needed his help, that her family was in trouble and he was their only hope. And his only answer? Not interested. (laughs) Oh, nice. Even as they continued to plead their case and Poppy was like, don't leave us hanging. Choice words. (laughs) That's when Mr. Taylor snapped. Yeah. He's like, you mean like they left me and my best friend hanging in a witch's cabin after those witches threatened to kill us? Oh, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, the Max apparently spread the rumor that they locked themselves in the cages and lost the key. Oh. Yeah. Ernie. Is Max the bad guy? (laughs) And apparently this instance he is. (laughs) So Ernie even left the state to be a state park ranger so nobody felt that alone or scared ever again. Okay. I know. That's, I'm that's like very nice. My heart hurts. <laughs> Hashtag are we the bad guys? <laughs> <laughs> so he was about to slam the door in their face, but Poppy stopped him. She told him that they're back and they need his help finding the blood moonstone. Even explaining that Isabella had been turned into a dog, which made him jump higher than Tyler does at a horror movie. <laughs> wow. <okay>. Called <laughs> you out. <laughs> That's love, everybody. <laughs> you know it's, it's true. true love when you get the best zingers in on the other one. <laughs> yeah, that's, I love it. It's you great. You know the best part? I wrote this like a month ago. <laughs> when we started watching scary movies. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Priceless. Anyway, so they asked him quickly about the blood moon, and he was like, hard pass, and closed the door in their faces. <laughs> and they were like, well, fuck. We have no ride there and nobody to help us. When Katie pulled up. Good timing. Right? Gotta love timing. <laughs> so she's obviously freaked out, but telling them to go away. And Poppy asks her for her help. And she's like, ah, no. When Travis called her a coward. Ooh. Yeah, for abandoning the rest of her team while they're in a trance, which changes her mind. So they load up and head out, and Katie has many questions, but after they explain that her father has known about the Sanderson sisters, she's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the fact that they need to get rid of them again. Mm -hmm. So they get to Winter Island quickly, and they have to now figure out where the stone is. Katie's like, what are we looking for? And Travis is like, a rock. (laughs) Yeah. Great explanation there, Travis. We're looking for a, th- a rock. A rock. It glows, I th- might. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they explain further, and then they begin their search. And you find out that Isabella and Katie were 
were friends but aren't now. And then Isabella went ahead to sniff out the area. It was just like a really weird situation oh, for me. Oh, because she's a dog. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, a flash of lightning suddenly struck down near Isabella. Yeah. Random. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she's Isabella- just having a rough time. Why is everybody else not struggling as much as this poor <laughs> girl dog thing? <laughs> <laughs> lightning. Thing. She's not a girl anymore. Can you write that down, girl dog thing? Girl dog thing? Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got it. Situation. <laughs> yeah. This whole thing. So, uh, it, it apparently explains that Isabella was just wishing that she could find the stone, and then the lightning struck in front of her where it could possibly be. So she summoned oh. the lightning. Oh. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Katie notices then that, well, Il- Isabella's a dog. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> She's like, you're a dog. No, you're a dog. Okay, cool. So Poppy explained what happened while Travis dug in the spot that the lightning struck and they didn't find anything, but Isabella sniffed around and when she paused, another bolt of lightning came down. Isabella dug again and found a pouch with a stone inside. They were thrilled. Now they get to destroy it. <laughs> the witches, meanwhile, were frustrated as fuck. Winifred wanted nothing more than to find her things. When Winnie senses magic in the air, she knew immediately that Isabella had found everything for her. Mm-hmm. She shooed Mary, after some hearty debate about Isabella's legitimacy, to find some, find them something to fly on, and told Sarah to keep singing into the magic box. <laughs> yeah. All right. There, there was a part where she's like, can I stop? <laughs> Look, her voice is getting really hoarse. Aww. She's just like, no, keep thinking. So the kids sat around wondering how to destroy the stone. Uh, they tried a shovel, but the shovel exploded. Uh, it's a magic relic, man. Then Katie announced that the witch zombies are all converging on Winter Island. It's gone international. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. You know that, like seven degrees of separation situation where it's like you know seven people who know seven more people and that's how you know everybody in the world yeah like funny story there's this guy on tiktok who's trying to match a complete stranger or uh attach like a complete stranger to david dobrik through seven (laughs) or less people (laughs) yeah like he's just he's going from the first person and he's going through like hey do you know anybody who might know somebody who might know somebody who knows David Dobrik? And he's like on the fourth person. Jesus fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's dedication right yeah. there. Oh, get all TikTok. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, so the kids sat around wondering how to destroy the stone and uh, the shovel exploded, all that. So Katie announced that the witch zombies are coming. As far as Seoul, Korea. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So before they knew it, the crowd was already surrounding them. All saying, find stone and book and shout my name. That's, I would not be okay with that being yelled at me. Sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a fan. All so in they, English, too? They're coming Yeah, all in English. <laughs> oh. Well, she's magic, so I'm sure it translates. Yeah. They're like, I don't know what I'm saying and why I'm saying it, but it's happening. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so they only have one direction, and it's a rocky cliff. So <laughs> they thought of more ideas. Poppy was nearly flung off the cliff, but Katie caught her. She's not that big of a bitch anymore. So then the witches came flying in. 
they wanted you, you know what they wanted but the kids split up quickly <laughs> <laughs> nobody knowing who had what so they did their best to run out of there and tried to get to katie's car again uh they nearly made it but then katie was launched into the air and into the park ranger's booth being locked inside Travis tried to pull it open, but there was electricity that shot through him, and the Blood Moonstone disappeared into the crowd. Oh. Yeah. All the things. So, Poppy flew through the crowd. I shouldn't say flew. She ran through the crowd. Smacking the ever-loving shit out of anybody who was close enough with the book. <laughs> Which is a funny thing to make me think, because she's like, smack, smack, smack. Out, smack. <laughs> Making it to Winifred. <laughs> Winifred wanted the book and the stone. So she was hurting Travis and Katie intentionally. Naturally. So <laughs> Poppy had only one choice. To hand over the book. She didn't. And Katie smashed the windows open and crawled out. Winifred shocking her too. Winifred's a bitch. Anyway. So... <laughs> Travis mimed at her to answer the phone and put it on speaker. So Winifred startled at her own voice was startled at her own voice. Oh. Yeah. So Travis called her, they put it on speaker, and Winifred was like, What's going on? And then she heard herself go, What's going on? Oh, that's I love that. <laughs> Isabella then came out and tricked her by saying she summoned her past and present selves. Isabella taking talking about the time paradox. You know, where if you like meet yourself, you cease to exist. Oh, yeah. Okay. Saying it was magic. So yeah. She's stupid. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Winifred just covered her eyes and her sisters followed suit as Katie and Travis finally escaped. Nobody being able to locate the moonstone. So they made it to the car, but didn't really make it that far. Uh, Winifred shot at them with lightning, causing them to crash. Then Winifred yanks the book from Poppy. It's great. I hate this. Anyway, so Isabella apparently had the moonstone this whole time. Uh, the witches have them both now, and the kids, sans Isabella, are taking with them. Uh, Winifred leaving, uh, revealing that they're going to bring back their mother and master. Oh. Their master's the fucking devil, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's not okay. So. The kids were locked in hanging cages, again, <laughs> back in the Sanderson house. Nearly all out of ideas, Isabella comes back and starts chewing on Poppy's restraints. Naturally, the witches are kind of distracted, uh, starting to get an internal life elixir together again. So they want to trade the kids for the ones that they want. When Isabella casts lightning to open the cage for Poppy... Winifred, during this, also explains that they will bring back the witches that they couldn't that couldn't make it. 373 witches, to be exact. Oh. Nice. Yeah, hard pass on all of that shit. So, lucky for the kids, they were already ready to get the hell out of there. They sprung into action and managed to escape without the book, but with the stone again. They quickly headed... Uh, decided to head back to the graveyard to meet with Elizabeth to see what they could do. So when they arrived, they explained the situation. Elizabeth determined and knowing it wasn't over since they had the stone. She's a very good person. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> so they tried to destroy it with normal methods, an entire toolbox worth of tools, but it didn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, then Elizabeth spoke to Isabella and she was like, you need to understand that you can't hide who you are. You're a witch. 
we might have an idea for something that we could do. And they held each other's, well, hands and paws. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was trying to think about that. It's like her hand, her paws were in her hands. Okay. Um, so then lightning danced around them. And then Isabella was herself again. Yay. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yay. Woo. Like I'm not a dog anymore. Yeah. Yay. She's like, I missed my hands. <laughs> I need to grab things. Honestly, that would be the first thing I'd yeah, <laughs> touch all the things. Um, so Isabel, Elizabeth told her that she can control her powers through her emotions. And Poppy suggests using her powers to destroy the stone. But Elizabeth stopped her. Elizabeth um, stopped her. Elizabeth explained that they need a spot that she can destroy it without causing a ridiculous amount of damage since it has it was made with energy. Mm-hmm. It'll release all of the energy that it has out, causing a huge explosion. So Travis suggests the lighthouse again. Why? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back there. Yeah. So they dig up some graveyard dirt, put it in a bucket, and take it with them, allowing Elizabeth to come with. They then headed out with some bikes taken from Travis's house. He has like 12 brothers and sisters. So like it was easy. Oh, yeah. That's so many kids. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I I am a descendant of grandparents who have one of 14 and one of 11 children. So man, uh my dad's one of five. So (laughs) he's the oldest of five, I should say. It's great. So the witches, unfortunately, were only able to get five people to come for them, allowing them to trade these innocent people for five witches. Duh. Um, The kids are able to get to the lighthouse, Isabella getting all charged up and trying to gather enough strength to destroy this thing when the coven comes flying in. Everything kind of kicking into gear as Travis fixes the light in the lighthouse, trying to trick them again. So... Poppy and Katie run up to the top of the lighthouse and meet up with Isabella and Elizabeth. There's too many Z names in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting confused. <laughs> Elizabeth. Um, so the witches already making it to the top because they're flying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lucky for them, they were able to get some flickers of light. Then Isabella and Elizabeth, I need to stop saying that, shot some bolts into it and tried to turn it on. Sounds like Izzy and Lizzie. Izzy and Lizzie. There we go. I'm going to still say it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, Poppy was fighting Winnie and she was pushed off the deck, but she caught herself. Which would scare the fuck out of me, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Isabella came over to help and Poppy tried to toss up the moonstone, but it dropped to the jagged rocks below. She got pulled up and they heard the squeal of delight as Winifred celebrating her getting the moonstone. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Katie knocked it out of her hand as she began to cast her trading spell. Uh, the cell phone witch zombies, that's an interesting statement, are still <laughs> there, by the way. But Winifred already cast her spell as Poppy caught the moonstone. 368 souls traded. The kids summoned were replaced with witches one by one. Oh. Oh, that's that's not good. No, it would freak me out. <laughs> it's like, poof, no, oh, no. As soon as you start this, I'm like, this seems like it's going to get re- resolved really easily and quickly. And then I'm like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so Travis comes bolting in. Everyone is together and getting ready to keep the witches at bay. But then the light in the lighthouse 
the light and the light and the lighthouse. Wow, I really wrote that. Flickers again. <laughs> and finally <laughs> begins to rotate. Uh, but the witches keep crawling up to the deck, slowly, o- slowing only when the lights hit them. Mm. Sadly, Katie is also one of the switched. Aww. Oh. Yeah. With the Sanderson sisters' mother. And everyone oh. is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> when Drusilla asks who has her stone, Winifred pointed to Poppy. And Drusilla was like, well... I guess I can use it finally to stay alive forever. <laughs> Elizabeth was shocked. Mm-hmm. She told her to keep the stone safe from evil. Oh, <laughs> she meant anyone else but her. Oh, oh no. I know. Betrayal. Uh, ultimate betrayal, especially by your mother. Yeah. So she even said, who needs offspring when you have eternal life? Oh. Aww. That's a slap in the face. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's rude as shit. <laughs> so Winifred catches Poppy while she's distracted by Drusilla. Uh, Elizabeth tried to reason with her, explaining that Lizzie knew their mother had ruined both of them. Though Winifred blames Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. When a teen witch brings the potion to Winnie, holding a blade against Poppy, threatening to kill her if she doesn't drop the stone. Elizabeth pleads again with her mother and Winnie, but her bucket was tipped over and she disappeared. That would be a shitty way to just go. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> just kick over the bucket. It's fine. <laughs> oh my God. Kick the bucket. Oh. <laughs> That's. Wow. She is dead. Yeah. <laughs> then Travis swings at Drusilla, knocking her off the edge of the lighthouse. Then he is traded for another witch. Oh. Which makes me sad again. So Winifred is holding is still holding Poppy, and with a signal from Isabella, she takes the stone and launches it over the edge, but it's only Katie's car keys. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So Winnie launches at Poppy, and Isabella shoots lightning at Winifred. They start battling, fighting for the upper hand, and Isabella gives her signal that Poppy, then Poppy takes the real stone, launches it off of the platform, and Isabella zaps it out of existence. Nice. Fucking finally. (laughs) Exploding it into a brilliant light. Then releasing another shockwave that Isabella is hit by. I told you I was going to mess that up. And (laughs) nearly launched off the lighthouse. Poppy catches her and they hold on for dear life as they begin to fall. Isabella casts them to fly. Being able to land safely. That's handy. Yeah. So Isabella is unconscious at this point. Poppy cried thinking that she died. But she woke up. Hey. So they stood up carefully and watched over the grounds below, seeing all the people coming back from, well, hell, <laughs> including <laughs> Travis and Katie. <laughs> then she hears her parents and Aunt Danny. She runs to where they are and gives them the biggest hug, and they get caught up when Isabella pulls Poppy away. Mm. So Isabella apologizes for everything she started, and Poppy is honestly like, it's it's okay. It's like, it's not okay. It's really not. It's, I'd be mad. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so she's like, I don't know why, you know, the coolest girl in school is hanging out with us. And Bella's like, can't you tell? I like you. Oh. I know. Aww. Then they kiss. Aww. <gasps> oh. Yay. Gay love. Gay love. <laughs> Danny interrupts and is happy to see them hand in hand. 
uh, they join Poppy's family to find Jay and Max making up. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Then they all go home. The next day. Danny <laughs> <laughs> are back at the cemetery waiting to see Elizabeth again. It took a while, but she showed up, apologizing for her delay. Isabella asked how she was doing. The answer was, well, she was tired, especially with all she had learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, she thanked them for everything they had done and everything would have been different without them. When Binks showed up, Danny rushing him. Aww. And nagging him for only showing up now. <laughs> <laughs> she, fuck, she actually says, the word, what about being with you forever, jerk face? <laughs> rude. So Emily brings Poppy's camera back to her and asks if she could take a pic of them, and they agreed. Uh, and Emily and Thackeray took off, leaving Elizabeth to tell Isabella, there's too many Z's, that she needs to protect the town and stay vigilant. Then she tells Isabella that she can always find her there for questions, but she can find the answers within herself. Aww. So they head out, and Poppy checks in again, asking if Isabella's okay. She says she feels ready to take this on, but they had the feeling something was missing. And Poppy remembered. Winifred's spellbook is missing. Oh. oh come on. One year later. leash on that thing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so one year later. There are photos of a missing girl plastered all over Salem, stating that she's been missing since last year. Mm-hmm. Then a boy approached the poster and thanked the photo for switching places with him. He wanders down and ends in front of the Denison's home. When the door opens, he leaves again and wanders over to the cemetery. And he pulls Winnie's book from his cloak. Oh. Looking around wildly. Yeah. He touched the eye and touched where it used to be in his body. It's his eye. Then he opened the book and read, Unfaithful brother long since dead, deep asleep in thy wormy bed. Wiggle thy toes, open thine eyes, reach thy fingers towards the sky. Life is sweet, be not shy. On thy feet, so saith I. Then the coffin rose from the grave, creaks open, and Billy sits up from his grave. Yay! Woo! The warlock greeting, greeting his brother warmly. Hey! Oh! And that's the end! All right. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's awesome. I love it so much. Billy is back! Billy! Who the fuck is his brother? Yeah! <laughs> I was going to say my biggest gripe is that he didn't make an appearance and then it just came in clutch right at the end. You're right, right at the end. <laughs> I love Billy so much. I love all the slew of insults that he comes up with. Yes! Oh. They, they give so many in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I'm probably going to give it Oh god, I want to give this an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Ooh. Because it's 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 still fun. It's still hocus pocus. You still get to see the Sanders sisters. It's just quick and to the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I still love it. And it's it's gay love, man. Yeah, there is gay love, yeah. <laughs> Poppy's not straight, and I love that. Yeah, I love that too. <laughs> they oh god, they changed so many things that I was so happy about. And with that. We should probably take a break. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) While we're on our break, here's a little something from one of our favorite pods. Hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. I'm Fern from Evidence of a Crime, a true crime podcast. I use extensive research to respectfully tell the stories of missing people, unsolved, cold cases, murder cases, and more from around the world. 
I've covered well-known cases such as Jacob Wetterling, an 11-year-old boy who disappeared in the USA, but mostly cover lesser-known cases such as the disappearance of Ruth Wilson, the murder of Carl Bridgewater, and the double murder of Monica and Dominique Frome. You can listen to Evidence of a Crime on all podcast platforms, or search Evidence of a Crime to find me on social media. <laughs> you pushed buttons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kina, what do you have for us today? Well, since it is Halloween and it is the season of the spook, I decided to go a direction of the history surrounding the writing of Dracula. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) it's so fascinating because everybody knows Dracula. You've either seen a movie. It's been talked about on every show ever. You've yep. probably read it. If you haven't read it, you still know the plot line. So. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like weird vampires like Twilight. <laughs> I, think, I think Dracula even has like a, his own stat block in D&D. So. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I would believe that too. So it's iconic. It's been immortalized all over in every genre since it's been published in 1897 and it's considered a masterpiece of the gothic horror horror gothic horror i'm trying not to make it sound like horror so horror <laughs> genre gothic horror genre <laughs> i mean if you think about it i did read a smutty book recently that involved dracula and i was like why does this exist but dracula <laughs> he's just trying to suck everybody's blood that's true. <laughs> That's true. Look who's here for a little sucky sucky. <laughs> Please don't say it like that. <laughs> uh, so the novel tells the story of Dracula's attempt to move from Transylvania to England so that he may find new blood and spread the undead curse. And there's a battle between Dracula and a small group of people led by Professor Abraham Van Helsing. So, yeah. Little- Yay. Super like sweet Helsing. little summary. Yeah, I do too. I've actually just started watching that show Ooh. on Netflix with the Lady Van Helsing. Oh, oh yeah. I need yeah. to get into that one. It's I watched good. Fly Manor recently and I was just like, am I dead inside? Because I feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just binged both of them, Hill House and Bly Manor. And it's like Bly Manor was kind of eh. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good love story again with yeah. the gay love story. I was totally down for that. But yes, Bly Manor, more like Blah Manor. <laughs> <laughs> Dab. He hasn't seen it. <laughs> important. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so since most of us are familiar with the novel. We probably think that he's been to Transylvania or that he has some sort of connection with Romania. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to burst that bubble. Yeah! <laughs> Yay! History. Dad you know, with the dagger. I always say that basically <laughs> history is me just popping everybody's bubbles. Every time I do a ghost story, it's always like proving it couldn't have happened because that person didn't exist because historical records. And I feel like such a downer. But no, that's fair. <laughs> no, crush people's dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gives me a little rush to crush your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an injection of the best drug. Yeah. Yes. 
And so we're going to get into the inspiration behind the, you know, I almost said movie. Jesus Christ, Keenan. The book. But first, we're going to take a small historical detour into who Bram Stoker was. Stoker yes. was born Abraham Stoker. Or Stroker. Oh, my God. He's having uh, a stroker. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm short-circuiting. Stoker was born Abraham Stoker on November 8, 1847 in Dublin, Ireland to his father, Abraham, and his mother, Charlotte Matilda Blake Thornley Stoker. That's, That's so a name. Right? I kind of feel I like, like I'm seven, I have like seven names too, and I just choose not to go by them. So, <laughs> Man, I just have like one nobody can say. <laughs> I have one nobody can spell, so. That's fair. That's fair. It's like, there's a C? It's like, no. Twitter <laughs> is, is it's the most basic well way to spell it. <laughs> uh, my, my, my maiden name was Hawkenberry. And so when I got married, I thought Styes would be easier. But now I've just, it confuses people more. Because Kina has one Y sound and Styes has another Y sound. And people can't comprehend. And they always flip it. So they call me Kina Stis. And I'm like, if you just kept one Y sound. You'll get one right. I promise. Just one. <laughs> just, just hang in there. I promise. Well, my last name is Navarez, and I've heard Navarez, Navarez, Navarez. Uh, I heard that one. That one was a weird one. I was like, weird. My n- last name is from the like twelfth century, actually the eleventh century. Oh, nice. And I'm like, so we've been fucking up our last name for that long, <laughs> really? <laughs> That's fun. So he was one of seven children, and he suffered an illness that left him bedridden until he was seven years old. Oh, man, that suck. That's gotta suck. But he made a full recovery, so yay! Yay. Not all terrible and dark and gloomy. In 1864, Stoker enrolled at the University of Dublin, founded by Queen Elizabeth I in 1592, which I love her. She's one of my faves. And then he attended the university's sole constituency, Trinity College, which I've been to, and I geeked oh. out so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I was 15, and I was overwhelmed by the grand... If you've ever Googled Trinity College's library, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. It's just like three stories of old books, and it has his original draft of Dracula in there, and I was like, (laughs) short-circuiting. That's right up my alley, and I probably short-circuit too. (laughs) You should Google it, and there's books in there, like so old that you have to wear gloves, and that's my jam. That's why I'm a historian, because I like to touch old shit. I like to be that person that gets to like open cases and move things, because I just, I love it. I'm unfortunately one of those people who is extremely sensitive to pretty much everything. And if I touch things, sometimes I get random flashbacks of time. And I hate it. I hate it. Because I went to the Tower of London. Oh. And yeah, imagine walking in there and just being like, there's a guy who's consistently getting dragged in by his bloody ass feet. And I can't unsee it. And people are like, it's broad daylight. And it just keeps replaying. And people a are like a lot of bad stuff happened there. Yeah, and people are like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, I'm hearing and seeing things that I really wish I could not be hearing and seeing at the moment." Yeah. <laughs> You're so much cooler than me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just continuously go to haunted places, being like, "Haunt me," and they do not. 
<laughs> and one of those people was like, leave me alone. And it's like, let me poke you in the side because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I went to the Crescent Hotel, which is supposed to be the most haunted hotel in the United States. And I stayed in the second most haunted room because the first one was booked. And I paid extra to stay in the haunted room. And I'm like, all right, got this. I'm ready. And it's just like, I was talking to her and be like, hi, Miss Theodosia. You know, come hang out with me, blah, blah, and nothing. And then the next day they're like, well, she only haunts people she doesn't like. Maybe you're just too nice. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> you welcomed her too much. <laughs> yeah. Or if she doesn't like the couple, like there's stories that if couples are fighting, she'll pack their bags separately and like put in front of the door. But That's funny as shit. Yeah. So apparently we're going to we go just... and have an argument. <laughs> yeah, we were just too lovely. She didn't, she didn't do, well, though I did wake up at like one in the morning morning for no reason and my heart was racing so i was like oh maybe but it could have been anything i couldn't prove that so huh? too much caffeine <laughs> huh? maybe this yes. <laughs> i was so disappointed anywho he studied mathematics which blew my mind who excuse knew? me what right. <laughs> the author of the greatest horror horror novel was horror a mathematician <laughs> And he graduated with honors. So that's hey. nice. I what? <laughs> In math. Yes. Yeah, but still. <laughs> he started working as a civil servant at Dublin Castle, home to the British royals in Ireland from the early 1800s to the early 1920s. His father had done that, so he helped him get a job there. During this okay. period, he began juggling another role. In the evenings, he worked as an unpaid writer for the local newspaper. So there we go. The writing seed has been planted. And then he later <laughs> moved on to the evening mail, pitting reviews of various theatrical productions. Ooh. Ooh. He also found time for his short stories, publishing The Crystal Cup in 1872. Is uh -oh. that a good one? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I was like, it's a cup. <laughs> and it's it crystal. Just yeah, it just happens to be crystal. If you fill it up with wine, it looks like blood. <laughs> yes. Spooky. So it's the best. <laughs> so we're going to fast forward 10-ish years. Things happened. But we're not going to talk about those. So now okay. he's leaving the castle to manage a production company and venue in England. The famous Lyceum theater i think i'm saying that right if i'm not i apologize <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> uh, that's another thing if you listen to my podcast um i'm a hillbilly so sometimes <laughs> i can try my hardest to say something right and i can listen to the pronunciation a thousand times and i'm still gonna butcher it so i do yeah. it out of respect <laughs> i'm trying i'm doing the best i can <laughs> there was i think you said something spanish once and i was sitting there like kina no <laughs> Oh no, yeah. honey, no. I think I, I messaged you about it yeah, too. I was like, did. that's not how you say that. Uh, I know, and I, I've taken like three semesters of Spanish and it did not help. It's bad. It's it's a pronunciation thing. If you don't have it, you just won't have it. Yeah. Because I remember you trying take to... the, You can take the girl out of the hills, but the hills do not leave. They just come yep. out and it's everything the... sounds like banjos when I talk sometimes. <laughs> No, 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 yeah. no. We can hear them. <laughs> yeah. uh, anywho, so his duties as manager included writing letters, sometimes up to 50 a day, as well as traveling worldwide on Irving's tours, which was the dude that owned the theater. During this time, he married an aspiring actress named Florence Balcombe. 
who gave birth to their son, Irving Noel Thornley, in the late 1879. Mm. So seems like things are going well for him. I'd say this, so. At this moment, <laughs> in 1875, Stoker published what would become his first novel, The Primrose Path. He continued to publish writings while managing the theater, including a short story collection, Under the Sunset, in 1882, and then his second novel, The Snake's Path. Ugh, I hate snakes. In 1890. <laughs> and at this point, it was very modest acclaim, so he wasn't, like, super famous, but he was doing all right. Okay. And he did like garner <laughs> some public praise for his roles dedicated to the arts. So he was very into all the arts across the board. People were like, we know who you are. Your books are like, eh, but... <laughs> You're an okay guy. Yeah, you're cool. <laughs> Sounds like us. <laughs> yeah, we're all right. Yeah, we're just all doing the best we can. <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> all that matters. In 18, all of a sudden, I, 1897, I dyslexic when it's like 1890 something, I always flip it because, you know, born in 1984. That's fair. Yeah. In 1897, Stoker published his masterpiece, Dracula. While the book garnered critical success after it was released, it didn't re- like achieve the popularity it is today until after he was dead, which happens of a course. lot. Yeah. Artist's life. Yeah. Man, that's a bummer. Like people like Van Gogh, he couldn't even give away his paintings. And now he's like the most famous painter in all of time. I know. And. I'm sure that there's one person who's like, I have his ear, and it'd be weirdly weird, but like, <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a uh, what was, I was listening to more more mobituaries. I don't know if oh. you were like aware of that podcast, but no. it's Mo Rocca, and I love him from like Food Network, and he he has so many things going on. He does this episode on Thomas Paine that. We find out that Thomas Paine's bones were scattered. And what? yeah. So Thomas Paine, who wrote Common Sense, yeah. He mm-hmm. got buried and then a guy took his bones because he's like, You deserve better than this, because only six people showed up to his funeral. Aww. And yeah, I know, isn't that sad? Yeah. <laughs> and now it's a gay bar. <laughs> where they where they had his funeral is now a gay bar in the middle of New York. And they took his he took his bones and he was like, I'm going to give you a proper burial in England. And there was like, okay, people hated him in England, so it's probably not a good idea. So he just kept his bones in a trunk and then they just got scattered. And now we don't know where all of his bones are. Like pe- various people own them. <sighs> we can't find them. So it was one know. of those I know. This is one of those situations that is like, I touched his knuckle bone once. It's like, why? <laughs> Because he can't. Yeah, that's one of those post-popularity situations. Where it's like, why do you own this? My uncle had his pelvis. <laughs> not even his pelvis, just a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, that's my tangent. <laughs> All right. So after Dracula, Stoker continued to turn out an array of fiction and nonfiction works. He wrote a total total of twelve novels in his entire lifetime. Oh. Which it's, I mean, I guess he didn't start till he was older, so that's still a lot. Yeah. That is. I mean, I have yet to write a book, so I can't be like, that's not very much. I started writing one in, like, sixth grade, and Same. then, like, 15 pages in, I was like, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, my people thesis... people do this? 
Yeah, I'm supposed to be turning my thesis into a book, and uh, it's not going well. It's hard. <laughs> well, you see, with Tyler's like work or not work school things, because he just graduated this year. Yeah. So going back, he was like, "Oh, I really like this paper." I'm like, "Why are you keeping it?" I'd be done with it. I'd never want to look at it again. Because it was a good paper and I might need it someday. <laughs> I'm one of those people who never wants to look at things again after I'm done with it, I especially if I put it. in a lot of work. I was just like, I can't. I'm going to be super hard on myself after I read it again. Honestly, I might just like eventually use it for inspiration for D&D. That's fair. Yeah. That is that'll fair. happen. <laughs> so, Brom served at the mu- or almost a museum theater as a manager for 30 more years but then he suffered a stroke shortly afterward and spent much of his final years battling through poor health and shaky financial footing so not great he died in london on april 20th 1912 with various reports citing the cause as complications from a stroke exhaustion or syphilis (laughs) or syphilis everybody had the syph back then apparently it's true (laughs) and it gives you strokes so apparently i did not know that oh yeah it burns holes in your brain it's not great oh thank god for penicillin yes right (laughs) yes most scholars believe that brom stoker based his evil count dracula on a real life 15th century prince in wallachia romania shameless plug i did a segment on him during the secrets episode and it's oh. about the castle and a lot of torturing so i'm not gonna go into a lot of the torturing and if you want those dirty deeds go to my podcast yeah hold on i have a song for you shameless plug <laughs> there you go <laughs> yes i've been singing that over and over again randomly and he doesn't understand <laughs> i do that a it's lot. every time she goes on twitter she just like sings shameless that <laughs> I just randomly sing all the time and I can't sing, so it's fine. I'll just send you a recording of mine. It'll be fine. Yes! <laughs> just sound a button bite. to hit. <laughs> a button with my sound bite. Yes, I need a soundboard. It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> so Vlad Tepe's is known as being really ruthless. You know, when you put a bunch of people on spikes, it doesn't yeah. really hurt your image. So... Vlad the Impaler is the name most of us know him by. Anywho, his daddy was Vlad Dracul. It was Sigismund, King of Hungary, (laughs) and his future Holy Roman Emperor, who initiated Vlad II into the Society of Knights. The name of the society was the Order of the Dragon, and their purpose was to fight the Ottoman Empire during the Crusades. Hence, Vlad took the name Dracul, which means dragon or dragonist. So all that to say, Dracula means son of the dragon. Ooh. So. I didn't know that. Symbolism. <laughs> Symbolism. Symbolism. Some people argue that it means the devil. So depending oh. on your sources. But I liked you, this origin story better. <laughs> if you put it into, I think it was Google Translate, one of the words translates to fuck. And it just kind of happened. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, how'd that happen? But okay. (laughs) (laughs) So the amazing thing about this story that I find the most interesting is so while Brahm was working at that theater, he had this co-worker named Arminius Vemberry. Great name also. And he was a traveler. That was just his occupation. So a little jealous. And he happened to just hang out in Hungary a lot. So historians point to this moment 
as where Brom heard about Vlad for the first time and his torture castle, which again, shameless plug, it's on my podcast. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so Arminius is like, hey, there's this book at this library. You should go check it out. And there's a picture of this castle. And this dude was like crazy and put people on spikes and he was a monster and blah, 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 blah. So in the summer of 1890, the 45 year old then Bram Stoker entered the subscription library in Whitby, England, and requested a specific title, The Accounts of the Principalities of Wallachia in Moldavia by William Wilkinson. This was a title that was on the shelves, but nobody knew it was there because it wasn't available to the general public. So the library didn't even tell people they had it. So if you wanted access to it, you had to basically go and ask for it and they'd be like, okay, we do have that. And then they would have like gloves and they would stand over you while I looked at it. So it's one of those top secret confidential kind of things, which makes it so cool for me because that's what I want. I want a secret book somewhere that you have to wear gloves. (laughs) (laughs) I want a library big enough that I can have a library within the library just so I can just be like, oh, yeah, you just move that wall and there's more books. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So when he got the book, he didn't read it cover to cover. He just browsed it. Or he didn't even browse it. He opened the page to a specific section and made a note in his journal and then just handed it back to the librarian. So he Spark knew exactly notes. what he was looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then he went to the Whitby Museum where he reviewed a series of maps and pieced together a route beginning at the heart of London and ending in the mountaintop deep within the wilds of Romania. Again, Ooh. putting that in his journal. From the museum, he then made his way to Whitby Harbor where he spoke to several members of the Royal Coast Guard. They provided details of a sailing vessel called the Dimitri that ran aground a few years earlier on the beach inside the protective harbor with only a handful of the remaining crew alive. The ship, which originated in Varna, an Eastern European port, was carrying a mysterious cargo, crates of dirt. Ew. <laughs> I'm over here like, ew, dirt. <laughs> While investigating the damaged ship, rescue workers reported seeing a large black dog consistent with the hell beast legends all over Europe at that time. And they said (laughs) that it escaped the hull of the ship and ran up 199 steps from the Tart Sands Beach into the graveyard of St. Mary's Church. Stoker then looked up at the church at Whippy Abbey, looming beside it on the cliff. And this is where everything kind of comes together. So fans of the novel Dracula... You're going to recognize some of the stuff. You're going to recognize the graveyard, the abbey, the dog, and of course the ship. But in his book, he calls it the Demeter. So Dimitri, Demeter, just tiny little changes. Well, yeah, you don't want to get plagiarized. (laughs) (laughs) Don't plagiarize life. (laughs) So there's actually a lot of things in real life that he turned into this book. Ooh. And he, this also means that he made this entire book without ever seeing anything but a picture of that one castle in Romania and hearing just a little bit about that dude that put people on spikes. Clever enough, I guess. <laughs> just like, let me just run with it. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite part is the other inspiration for Dracula it has nothing to do with Romania at all. So he did read a bunch of other books. So August Ossenfelder wrote Vampire, and then Joseph Sheridan left Fanu, wrote Carmilla a little bit before <laughs> this, so he definitely read those. And he even used the same line, quote, For the Dead Ride Fast from Godfrey August Berger's Ballad Lenore. That's also a name. Mouthful. 
plagiarism. And then <laughs> he also studied Emily Gerard's 1885 essay, Transylvania Superstitions. So Ooh. he's doing his research. Well, at least there's that. <laughs> but my favorite origin is, oh, this is so great. And I'm going to butcher this and I'm so sorry in advance. But the best idea, and especially if you're in Ireland, they believe that he didn't even consider Transylvania at all. That the entire vampire legend is based on Irish folklore. Ooh. I What? <laughs> yes. And it checks out because he's Irish and he would have known Irish mythology and history. And he would have known the story. So there is this dude called Abertok, which I hope okay. I'm saying that right. My name is literally Gaelic, and I still can't pronounce shit in Ireland. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I tried, but... That's fair. My ancestors are weeping. <laughs> so... <laughs> Mine weep every day. <laughs> so... Many years ago, there lived in the lands east of Foyle between Dungiven and Garva, in the Glen of the Eagle, a chieftain or petty king called Arbatok. His name implies that he was small, and some people say a dwarf. It may be that he had been injured in battle or through an accident, or possibly because of wizardry, obviously. Oh. <laughs> mm. For the people of his time were great warriors, and they liked their rulers to be manly, brave, and strong. So they're wizards. <laughs> you're short, so now you're a wizard. It makes sense. <laughs> However, this is conjecture, and we don't know much about him, except that he was pretty evil. Possibly a wizard. But he was hated and feared by his own clan and all the neighboring clans. Abatok was also a very jealous man and suspected that his wife was having an affair, so he decided to spy on her. This never goes well, dude. No, it <laughs> really doesn't. So he climbed out the window of his castle one night in an effort to catch her in the act, but he slipped and fell to his death. Dude, jealousy just gets you nowhere, except apparently in, on your castle grounds, just dead. <laughs> yes. And his body was discovered in the morning and his people were like, phew, they were relieved he was gone. They buried oh, him no. really quick. <laughs> they were like, you know. Just wipe their hands clean of that. They're like partying. <laughs> Everybody's great. But they did bury him standing upright because of his status. So they're like, we'll give you that, dude. Oh, that's fair. But we're a king. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds great, right? Evil king dies. But no, there's more. <gasps> the very next day, Arbatok appears demanding bowls of his people's blood from fresh cuts on their wrists. The terrified clans people complied, being like, okay, <laughs> what do you want? Here you you're, go. You're dead, so this is weird. And <laughs> sheer terror. So they were like, okay, here's our blood as somebody's running to the neighboring chieftain, Cathon. Cathon? I don't know. Cathon? Cathon? Or as some say, Cathron. And they begged him to deliver them from the evil. So he shows up being like, how hard is this going to be? <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I got this. And he's like, I'm going to slay this dude and we're going to bury him again. We'll leave him standing up. It's fine because, you know, he's still a king. Whatever. So they bury him again. But there's no way to keep a good vampire down. And so the very next day, Arbatok with his empty bowl was back demanding it to be filled with more blood. Oh, like man. you do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> And now this other king is just pissed off because now he's like, now you're embarrassing me. I killed you. You're supposed to stay dead. And everybody's like, why didn't you do anything? 
And it just became a whole thing. So the next morning, he came back with another bowl of blood being like, I need more. And the other king, Kathan, or whatever his name is, was like, I'm out of ideas. So let's go find some saint guy. So he goes to, it looks like Egon. Okay. All I think is Ghostbusters, but I don't know. We're going to say that. So Egon. <laughs> and he's Egon. like, hey, hey, dude, I got a question. You're a saint. You know, how, how do you kill somebody that's already dead? And so Egon listened to this tale and he prayed about the situation. And his advice was that Kathan was, oh, to Kathan was that Arbatok was already dead, so he could not be killed again. I mean, that's just brilliant advice, right? <laughs> so he says, hey, buddy, you're fucked. I don't know what to tell you. He's I dead. Know. I can't kill him. <laughs> I, I prayed and I, that's all I got. <laughs> But then he's like, the only way to stop him is to pierce his heart with a sword made from a yew tree, put him into the ground upside down, and cover him with ash branches and thorns. When this is done, place a heavy stone slab over the grave for which he can never be raised. So, he had an idea, and honestly, it's not bad. (laughs) I mean, true. (laughs) I mean, if you're a vampire and you're standing up, I mean, it's probably just some good leverage to just jump right out you know i, I was mean, gonna say you could just put your hands up yeah if, if you have that much room you just be like oh, i'm just gonna warm my hands up and just be like yeah. i can get out you just wiggle your way up upside down be a lot trickier no, I'm and with a rock just, there i'm just imagining arms sticking out of the ground just be like help help actually it'd be feet because he's upside down so just feet coming out of the ground kicking get, get back in. <laughs> i hate that <laughs> so Cathan followed the saint's advice and duly impaled and interred the deadly dwarf as instructed (laughs) that's a quote from an (laughs) Irish tale website and I thought it was funny but to this day Arbitok lies beneath his slab stone and has never risen yay Hey, you stay dead (laughs) you you stayed out you stay in there no (laughs) I was I was thinking, like, you know those animal spray bottles? <laughs> We're just like, spray the cat. It's just, just like, what if you just, psh, go away. <laughs> In the Irish language, this place is called Liacht Abitok, and it's, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, is the anglicized <laughs> as Slotakbaktok? I'm so sorry. Uh, I couldn't sounds, it. sounds right. <laughs> Say it with confidence. I'll believe you. <laughs> Or a memorial stone and a monument to the king. One can visit the grave, but you should beware. The local people are still very wary of the site, and it's been reported that even recently people have had some really bad experiences. Ooh. Ooh, creepy. <laughs> but yeah, so Bram Stoker, I, I like this theory that he used his, you know, legends that he grew up with, the mythology he knew. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's oh, weird and stereo again. Why do we keep doing that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> happens a lot. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's definitely different than what I thought it was because yeah. I was just like, mm, he just took it from some dude who was actually crazy. But yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he went. It's really interesting when I did the research for the Seekers episode, which. That castle has secret passageways. That's how I weaseled in into that episode. Nice. But I mean, he was into the torture and stuff, but it's really interesting because in Romania, 
historically, he's been seen as a good leader because he won a lot of wars and he saved them from, you know, persecution of other groups trying to come in. So they don't hate Vlad the Impaler, which is interesting. <laughs> I mean, but they also make a shit ton of money off of Dracula merch. So they so fair. <laughs> <laughs> so they lean in hard and the castle that's known as dracula's castle he didn't live there like most of the time so even that historically is not horribly accurate but that's the castle that Bram stoker saw so that's what's known but yeah I okay that yeah i feel like i feel like i remember something like this where they're like it's kind of like a summer home where he's yeah. like not there all the time but people think that the worst of the worst happened there mm-hmm. yeah. because it's so haunting looking i but- know somebody from romania that i met and she was telling me that the castle that he really did live in is really hard to get to and it's not a museum or anything so a lot of unless you live there and you know where it's at most people don't go all the tourists go to this castle because it looks like a vampire's castle and people are like "Ooh, ah it's beautiful and it's That's- a museum and it's like a torture museum so that's where most people go. But right on. I have a weird fascination with torture devices too. So <laughs> for somebody who can't touch them, I really enjoy knowing the history behind them. Yeah, I've been to a surprising amount of torture museums for somebody. They're quite interesting. Well, imagine going through the Tower of London and me being like, oh yeah, I know the sister's cradle because instead of being able to stretch them, it's for people who are way too tall for the stretcher and then you yeah. crush them instead. And I remember one of our chaperones, because this was during a high school trip, they they were just like, how do you know that? I have a weird fascination for torture devices. (laughs) I was like 16 at the time. So what you're saying is you're on a list somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) God knows my uh, research is weird sometimes. Oh, I wonder yeah. what this means, huh? Sometimes I just say sorry, FBI, to my computer because I know they're probably listening, and I'm like, I have a podcast. I'm not a serial killer. Yeah, no, there's been things that like I've seen in games where I've like actually Googled it, and I made sure to put, a uh, like the game title at the end of it, or like, is this true? The thing said in this game, is it true? So I'm just like, FBI, I'm researching. <laughs> it's just for a game, I promise. Yeah. Like, I guess my best uh, experience of that would be um, Fallout New Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's, she might be gone. You still oh, no, here? I'm here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. You just went silent again, and I was just like, oh, no. Not again. <laughs> but uh, Fallout New Vegas, there's this uh, one guy just uh, chilling in there, and everybody's, or one guy keeps saying about him. He's selling human meat because people are shaking. I was like, what the fuck? What does that have to do with anything? So I looked up cannibalism makes you shake Fallout New (laughs) Vegas. And I found out that it's because the higher uh, iron content in human flesh, like fucks with your system, makes you shake. So the game's accurate. (laughs) See, and I had to learn that from him, which is weird. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a thing. I <laughs> learned something new, and I'm excited because yeah. for some reason, a lot of our segments end in cannibalism. So now I have a new fun <laughs> Did you know it makes you shake because higher <laughs> iron content? People go, what? 
<laughs> I think I listened to one of your episodes and you did bring up cannibalism after you told me that fact. And I'm like, I feel like I should message her. <laughs> her yes. <laughs> I feel like I've been missing a piece of this the whole time. (laughs) I have the knowledge. (laughs) Yeah, I have the power. (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) All right, so I guess it's my turn. Yes. Woo. Woo. Okay, so first we're going to start out with some gaming news. Yay. The, like, I have two bits of gaming news. Oh, that's a first. Yeah. So the first bit, which I think is really cool, the U.S. representative representative known as AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, she started a Twitch channel. I saw this. Yeah, and I watched like the highlights of her stream playing Among Us. Oh my god, she's fantastic. It was like, so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> she got imposter first round and she just went... Oh no! <laughs> and and she saw a uh, Pokimane who was playing with her, and she's like, "I don't want to kill Pokimane. She's so nice." And I'm like, oh, "Oh no, you're a gem." Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the second news is uh, so Watch Law Watchdogs Legion is coming out soon. Yes. And the front cover has a dude in a big pig mask. Also, oh. yes. <laughs> yeah, because that's like the big thing with that game is the main guy, I think, has that mask. So that's kind of the logo. What Ubisoft has done, the company that created the game, with most of the games that are out there right now, they've replaced one character in it with the dude in the pig mask and the blue suit. Oh. Yeah. So for honor, I was looking like through games today and I saw there's the like Viking the uh, samurai and then the dude in the pig suit just in the middle. I'm like, that's not right. Pig suit? Yeah, Trials Rising, the dude that's on the cover on the motorcycle, it's the guy in the pig mask. I'm like, this is awesome. So That's random as fuck. Yeah, I will post a uh, picture of that on the Instagram when this episode comes out, so get ready for that. (laughs) So, uh, this game preface to this uh real quick i wanted to choose a game for halloween uh because i know there are or this game specifically for halloween because i know that there are some true crime fans yep and uh (laughs) this fits perfectly with both fitting in with halloween because there's like ghosts and witches and stuff and with true crime because murder (laughs) yeah what did you have to say (laughs) murder murder So, (laughs) the game I chose is Murdered Soul Suspect. Yeah. This is a game I've been wanting to play for so long, and I got the chance to, and I'm so happy. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. So, the uh, original release date was June 3rd, 2014. So, it's a little older, technically, for gaming, but... It's a year after we graduated. Kino, we're babies compared to you. Oh, yeah. I'm a wise old soul. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the genre of this game is adventure mystery stealth game so a little little thrown in that uh the developer is airtight games i don't know anything else they've made but i was gonna say i don't recognize that at all yeah you'll recognize the uh the publisher though it is square enix 
Square. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah known for like Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, heck yeah. You know, just a small company. Just, yeah. Small. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest titles. Yeah. <laughs> just an indie game company. So <laughs> the uh, systems that this came out on was Windows, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Oh. So, yeah. Just kind of the main hitters there. The main preface for this, I feel that it describes it perfectly. Uh, this comes from murdered.fandom.com. <laughs> so the, yeah, the fandom site for this game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the description. When Ronan O'Connor, a detective with a checkered past, gets... Caught up in a burglary, his life is brought to an untimely end by a brutal and relentless serial killer. Shocked to find himself in the afterlife, his only escape from the limbo world of Dusk is to uncover the truth behind his killer, track him down, and bring him to justice using newfound supernatural abilities. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is a very unique... You get to be a ghost! Yes, a ghost detective. (laughs) So, I've hit all the marks here. We've hit magic, we've hit monster, and now we're ghost, hitting ghost. Yeah. And murder. And murder, yeah. And yeah. murder! Yeah. This is a perfect Halloween episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, starting in Salem, Massachusetts. Heck yeah! <laughs> Bring it back. You begin the game getting thrown through a window from the third story of a house, so that's fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I do want to, uh, quick side note, uh, I did, like, summarize a lot of this. There's a lot more that happens in the game, and I highly recommend people go play it. Okay. There was just a lot to just be like, you do this, 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 this. I just, you know, shortened it, so. You squished it like a sandwich. Yes. So, uh, you land on the ground, and you stand up. Oh. And everything looks fine. Like, you look great. Ronan, he's like, how the hell did I survive that? And it's like, how the hell did you survive that? Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) So uh, you go to open the front door, realize you can't. It's like sealed shut, essentially. Uh, You turn around to see your body laying in the middle of the street. Oh. Yep. You did not walk away. You did not. (laughs) You did not. Not at all. Yeah, you walk up and you like put your hand in your face. (laughs) And... (laughs) Like, for when you remove it for a short second, your live body goes, and then, like, goes back unconscious. That would freak me out. Yeah. And Rona's like, I'm still alive. So, you try to align yourself in your body. So, like, you lay down, and then you move your head to the side. You, like, adjust your hand and your foot. And then it doesn't work, so you get up. Okay. And, yeah, you're like, I gotta figure something out. And, uh... That is, of course, until the killer, known as the Bell Killer, because he leaves marks of bells wherever he killed, like the ringing bell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He walks up, grabs your gun, and shoots you four times in the chest. Well. Just covering your bases, I guess. Yeah. He, (laughs) uh, this. Nope. (laughs) And this actually changes it so you did look still human while you were kind of in this limbo-ish phase Mm -hmm. less than limbo but not alive when he shoots you you actually start to like glow blue and like be transparent and when he shoots you like those exact spots of four glowing holes appear in your ghost body oh no so it's like this is where i was shot and it's oh it's 
what they did with that like imagery is so cool to me. <laughs> it is so good. So uh, after this, you turn to see a oh, forgot to write this down. So you're freaking out. You're like, what the fuck's going on? And uh, you see kind of a glowing light. You're in this like not exactly where you are realm. Mm -hmm. So you go towards the light, of course. And you see your wife who passed away many years ago. Oh. And she's like, okay, you're not here where I am. And he's like, where you are? And she's like, heaven. (laughs) And he's like, what the fuck? You're not in heaven how else do i say that yeah and she's like you gotta figure out what happened like you got some unsolved stuff to do unfinished business unfinished business then you can come here and he's just like oh shit okay i guess (laughs) so everything goes back to where you were standing and you look down the alley to see this weird kind of ghost child oh no ghost children yeah so uh she takes off and you follow her after shouting at you, you're like, hey, you're back here. And she just runs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, she looks like that stereotypical, like, little witch girl from Salem. Kind of like Wednesday uh, Adams. Oh, dark hair usually covering the face. You can't see her. No, mouth. like, it's pushed to the side. She looks like a pilgrim girl, but, like, a witch. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, the reason she looks like a witch is, uh, spoiler alert, she is. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. She looks like a witch. She is one. Yeah. She, yeah, she is one. <laughs> so you find that out later. Spo- yeah, major spoiler, I guess. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you found out. You find out from her after you chase her for a bit that you can pass through most things from the alive realm, like fences and dumpsters and inside walls. That's important because in order to enter buildings, you have to find a way in, such as an open door or window or something like that. Yeah, so once you do that, then it's free reign to, for walking through walls again. Oh, okay. Yeah, so exterior walls, you can't really, you just kind of bump up against it. But interior <laughs> walls, you can just... You've already gotten permission at that point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For free. It's very vampire the whole permission thing. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that too. I tied it to both. Woo! <laughs> See where I... I lost my place. Yay! So... <laughs> <laughs> not just me <laughs> yeah you go to the building that you were thrown from mm-hmm. and uh begin compiling crime scene evidence to try and piece together a theory about the killer possibly help yourself further down the line so that's kind of the main thing about this game is you're going to different scenes mm-hmm. and piecing evidence together to find out what either you have to do or what happened okay yeah, that makes it very important. So you can look at items on the ground. You can possess people and uh, read their minds slash make them remember things using, like, you make them remember through the use of found clues. Oh, so if you, cool. like, is like, oh, the bell killer used this gun. So you tell the girl, yeah, the, the gun. And she's like, I heard a gunshot. That sort of thing. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and you can also eavesdrop. Which helps in finding clues. It's like you can't hear them when you're right next to them. But if you possess a person and then click the eavesdrop button, then you hear their conversation. Ooh, that's handy. Yes, it is. is. (laughs) Once you do this, you figure out all the all the good juicy knowledge that you need. Some juicy knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. 
And uh, you get to head inside through the front door that gets opened. So, whoo, you make your way through. It's funny, <laughs> as soon as you open, from the inside, a woman, a ghost woman walks out. What? Yeah. <laughs> and and you like, yeah, she's like, finally. <laughs> so you have been waiting here for a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> You talk to her and she's, uh, you're like, so I have to wait for people to open doors. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's, you'll figure it out. You can't <laughs> enter any place that's been conse- uh, consecrated unless there's an opening that you can get to. Uh, and it's like, oh shit, okay, cool. <laughs> just waiting outside a door. Can you imagine how many times you open your door and you're just like, you feel one breeze past you and you're just like, get it's out. Not, it's not windy out. today. <laughs> <laughs> get out. You may have been waiting. Just get out. <laughs> yeah. So you make your way up to the top floor and uh, do another investigation to find why the killer was there. This is the area where he threw you out the window. Oh, yay. Which after some investigating, you find that it was to find this teen girl. I believe she's around 15. Mm-hmm. And I believe he was there to kill her because that makes sense. Oh. Yeah. And you burst through the door behind the killer, and she escaped. Like, he hadn't seen her yet, and you're just like, freeze, dirtbag, and he's just like, out the window! Yeah. Okay. He was strong as shit. Like, he picks you up overhead and throws you against the wall. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unnecessary He's a strong man. (laughs) So. I, I... Cannot imagine someone being able to pick them up like that and just being like, yoink! Yeah, Ronan <laughs> is a decent-sized man. Like, he's an average human who was, like, in the mafia, so he's kind of got beef. He's, oh. he's muscular as shit. He's got a lot of tattoos on him. He's a beefy boy that you have a crush on, is what I'm hearing. He's got a nice voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse. So anyway... Uh, you discover that uh, the girl uh, went, most likely went to the nearby church. So you head there. Okay. Yeah. So you arrive at the church and begin to make your way through it until you find that she is staying in the attic because it's safe for her there. And soon after finding this out, you find that you can't get to her because closed door. <laughs> and like, for some reason, you can't get through that door. Fucking hell. Yeah. So, of course, you do the most logical thing. You possess a cat. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, and you control said cat and climb. Yup. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, cat. And it was like, possess the cat. And I was like, possess the cat. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm so you just meow at people. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. You just roll up and you're like, meow. And they're like, get the fuck out of here, cat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you climb up some vines on the side of the building, which is very, this part of the game being this cat is so weird to me because it's just like you're climbing up the vine. It's like a normal platforming climbing up a ladder, but you're a cat and it's fine. And I'm like, this is weird. It feels weird. <laughs> it feels wrong. It just felt clunky. So uh, yeah, once you get up to the attic, you depossess the cat and try to possess the girl to hear her thoughts, and she kicks you out. Oh. Congrats, you just met the worst medium in the world. Oh. She fucking sucks. At first, she gets better. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, she says something along the lines of like, don't possess me. I don't owe you anything. And you're just like, oh, fucking excuse me. I died because of you. <laughs> you little shit. Yeah, there's a whole argument that happens. And then she runs away. <laughs> so, um, you f like she runs and uh, you end up going to the police station because that's where she gets taken to. And you also are like, they probably have shit on the bell killer there because it's an ongoing investigation. So, so, yeah, in doing, in trying to find the information, you find a witness in the computer, Joy, who is the medium. Mm -hmm. She's She's got that look of, like, that edgy teen, like, the black hair, the piercings, the, like, black crop top with the jean jacket. So mm -hmm. Nikki. So Nikki, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's great that her name is ironic. Joy. Oh, yeah. I loved that. <laughs> so uh, you head to the holding cell that they have her in uh, to find her. And uh, you're like, you're fucking helping me. And she's like, yeah, fine. Fuck. Whatever. <laughs> so uh, you have to help her by distracting the officers by poltergeisting. That's a verb now. Uh, items. Accepted. Yeah, you get to poltergeist <laughs> some things. So, <laughs> uh, like, you get to turn on a vending machine, and it starts, like, throwing cans, and the guards, or the officer's like, what the fuck? And he goes over to it, and she, like, scurries behind him. I would love to do that. Yeah, just... Just once in my life. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> or afterlife. Whatever comes first. <laughs> <laughs> so, you will eventually make it up to the second floor. Mm -hmm. And uh, try and find, eventually you find a gala invitation oh. that comes important later. It's not important now, unfortunately. But, uh... <laughs> so, it's a thing. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you gotta help Joy get out of the building now, but it's pretty much the same as you helping her earlier. You just poltergeist things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's on to the shoreline, which is near the police station. Okay. So here you find uh, some of the similarities in the Bell Killer's victims, which is at least to me seems to be young women that kind of look like Joy, so possibly mediums. Well, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. But Same thing. <laughs> you go around here finding like, oh, he's trying to kill mediums it looks like or at least young women it's kind of weird i mean murder is weird in itself yeah, true <laughs> Fair true <point>. so <laughs> very soon after this you move to the lake which is attached to the shoreline it's along that you do some more investigating and you find the name of another victim sophia okay yeah and uh you go to the lake to find her cool thing you learn how to teleport from her like, she starts poofing away from you, and you're like, get the fuck back here. And then eventually she's she, like, points at something, and you're like, the fuck are you, what? And then she's, <laughs> you, like, learn what she did, and then you teleport to where she's pointing and find what she's, like. That would be fun. Yeah. Honestly, that would just. Uh... She's got, okay, her face is very much jacked up, and I don't think she can talk. Uh, clearly by the fact that she just pointed. Yeah, she just... And did nothing, <laughs> and you just yeah. stared at her like, what? Can you help? 
<laughs> so, um, uh, let's see. You also find out how Sophia was killed. Oh. It involves a tree and a rope. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So, uh, you go back and you question her, because she can fucking talk, actually. <laughs> and, Suddenly, yeah. words. And you find out what she knows, which isn't a lot. You're like, oh, you did this and dumped my body. It's like, okay, thanks. Do thanks. you know what he looks like? And it's like, no, she he's wearing a hood. <laughs> yeah, that that totally helps. Yeah, he's wearing a hood and then he's got a mask up over his nose so you can only see his eyes. Um, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, so he's <laughs> dick. <laughs> so uh, now you go to the receptionist's office inside the mental hospital. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Yeah. So to find out uh, kind of where to go, you're trying to find leads, essentially, at this point. Mm-hmm. So you go here and you are like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking for. So you try and find what the receptionist cares about specifically. All right. And that happens to be a girl named Iris. Oh. Who happens to be in one of the rooms. So you find out what the room number is. Oh. Mm-hmm. So uh, while making your way to this room, you have to polster... Polster, poltergeist <laughs> things again. To, yeah. Polstergeist. Does that mean that you get to repair like furniture? Reupholster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to poltergeist things to help uh, Joy get around safely again, because there's those prefix or whatever the the guys around in white scrubs that like give medicine and they're kind of assholes. Orderlies. Yeah, orderlies. That's the word. We talked about them in the Wolfman. I had to remember that. Yeah, word. orderlies. <laughs> we don't like them. At some point, you get to possess another cat to get through some vents. Yes. So yeah. The cat possession. There's a lot in this game. You just like, oh, cat, possess it. Like it is. It happens so much. Literally any other animal. <laughs> yeah. Not that I don't like cats, but like. Yeah. So uh, you make it to room 216 where Iris is and you see that the like bed is overturned and there's a lot of drawings and she's in the corner scribbling on the wall. Proper crazy, crazy, quote unquote. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's like stereotypical mental hospital patient where they're just like not talking and they're just drawing shit. But mm-hmm. art is their foundation. Yeah. You try to possess her, but she kicks you out, similar to how Joy did earlier in the game. Um... But Iris does not turn around. She continues to scribble on the wall. Hmm. So, uh, after looking at uh, the drawings, uh, you found that Iris had a sister who was burned to death, like witch style, from the Bell Killer. Yeah, so you're kind of figuring out, tying this more together with the whole witch medium thing oh god so like is the bell killer going after people he thinks are witches are you sure he isn't called the bell killer because of the bell witch well he's called the bell killer because he like leaves the drawing of a bell but yeah that's probably why he does that you'll find (laughs) out (laughs) historical haunting there you go yay It's like really looking at those guys trying to kill witches with because he's fucked up. You know, classic serial killer stuff. <laughs> yeah. So soon after this, you try talking to her. Iris turns around and does a very powerful screech. 
that like actually affects you as a ghost. And then she drops and out from her body comes her sister that possessed her. Oh, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, her skin is kind of messed up and she her arms are like on fire. Oh, no. Because she was oh. burned to death. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. So she looks she looks cool as shit. I believe that. Yeah. So uh, you have to help Iris and Joy escape from the orderlies. But her sister, Rose, tries to stop you. She's like, you're not going anywhere. And Ronan goes, do you want your sister to get shocked by them? Is that what you want? Because if she comes with me, that won't happen. And Rose just, she's like, and disappears. (laughs) So, yeah. Good talk. Yeah. And, uh... Iris is a is a medium as well, so she can see you. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, remember that gala ticket from earlier? Mm-hmm. Time to head there. Yay. Yeah. Party. Woo-woo. So, <laughs> you uh, make it to the museum, of course, and uh, you research some stuff about witch hunts. Ooh. Yeah, so you get, it's, it's coming together. <laughs> That's the main purpose of the like game is just keep on researching and investigating. That's part of detective work. You're a detective. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next you're off to the restoration room within the museum. You are to find that mediums were identified as witches back in the day. So that's cool. Yeah, so. So I'm not wrong. I'm a witch. Yeah. All right. Congrats. <laughs> Yay. Yay me! <laughs> so that's cool. I would have been burned. I would have been crushed if I was honest. Yeah. But uh, next, you go outside to find that the police can't find Baxter, uh, the kind of douchey police officer. Uh, and you also can't find Iris until you do. She was chased and killed by the bell killer. Surprised? Because I'm not. Fucking hell. <laughs> She got crushed by, like, a pillar. Oh. Yeah. Like, you're like, where the fuck is she? And then you, like, see her blood, and you're like, oh, that's not good. And then you look over, and there's, like, just pillar toppled on her. And it's like, oh, fuck. I just saved her. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) I mean, but, like, in this case, did you? (laughs) No. (laughs) But, like, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so next you gotta head back to the church because okay. there's more stuff to do there and uh i do want to say me and harley saying take me to church albeit horribly off key yep so you make <laughs> it to church to find a wedding ceremony has gone terribly wrong <laughs> i'm gonna like pass by a church and just, like make it to church yeah <laughs> So uh, it's gone wrong because, like, there's a lot of people that are dead at the wedding. <laughs> you see these people earlier when you possess the cat from the, like, first time. Okay. These people were getting married and then, like, some people died because the bell killer's a dick. Clearly. Yeah, he's a serial killer. Kind of. Uh, kind very, of <laughs> Very dickish person. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, so you have to go through uh, the caution tape because you're a ghost (laughs) and you can do that. You can just (laughs) and make your way upstairs, which uh, leads to the end of this uh, investigation at finding the the finding of the killer's hideout. Like you find out where it is and 
in doing this, like how you do that, is when you make it to the attic, you find the very kind preacher that helped Joy earlier is dead. Oh. Yeah. Guess what you get to do next? Possess a cat. I was, about to- <laughs> I was like, is it that easy? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I thought it was too so- obvious. Nope. <laughs> I was just like, step inside the preacher's body because my brain decides to take detours. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, possess the cat to see what it saw, which uh, was that the killer dropped an item. And once you pick it up, you kind of piece together where the hideout is. Ooh. It's very tied together with the hideout. So you go outside the church after this and you find Joy is safely in custody. Woo! Yay! With the police. So that's awesome. <laughs> On to the hideout. <laughs> I wrote Batman noise in here, so <laughs> I yeah, I had to do that. <laughs> to the bat cave. <laughs> but <laughs> I knew I knew you would enjoy that, so I'm happy that <laughs> uh, needed it. Thank yep. you. <laughs> so this is where you find all the stuff the bell killer has laid out like which is maps to previous killings execution devices all the good stuff you know Ew. yeah it's oh. not great at least he <laughs> more torture devices goody goody yeah i guess i have to touch them yep <laughs> so uh yeah then head to the basement and find baxter the police that a policeman you couldn't find earlier kind of he's dead Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what sucks? You said Baxter. My brain said bastard. No. Well, he is right. like okay. At the start of the game, when you die, uh, he goes, "Well, he kind of had it coming." And the other guy's like, "Dude, show some fucking respect." Uh yeah. What a dick. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like, ha, you're dead. You're dead too. Look at us. We're dead. <laughs> We're dead together now. Yeah. <laughs> So you question him, and of course he didn't get a good look at the killer, because nobody fucking does in this game. Apparently. No. So, like, the worst part is of it is y'all, like, you come across dead people, and it's like, this is what most detectives miss out on, is asking the victim. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I can actually do this, because I'm dead. And they're like, yeah, no, I don't know what he looks like. It's like fucking you're useless <laughs> can i tell a quick ghost story sure okay so my mom my mom was a uh, sheriff for our county and one of her first like big things was a murder oh and it was like dead guy was found in a park right my mom is as sensitive as i am and naturally this guy goes hey uh so the tire tracks are over there she ended up helping solve a murder without explaining to them why she saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and they ended up catching the guy. And she, she was like, yeah, so uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but there are like tire tracks right there. It's pretty obvious. And they were like, no, we didn't even notice that. And these guys are like seasoned, right? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so ghost who got murdered actually Help. helped my mom. Wow. Solve his own That's legit. Murder. That's legit. And I'm like, uh, all I get is somebody who gets a really bad accident who's yelling, why am I on the ground? And <laughs> this is all I get. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really bad comparison. But it's like, yeah, so my mom's own ghost 
help save himself. That's Pretty that's cool. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't happen in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of I don't know, I didn't see him. <laughs> well, it's more I saw him, but I die. He's wearing a mask. It's like go through it. You're a ghost. <laughs> Get inside his head. Fucking go to the mirror and wait. Yeah, fucking you can do it. <laughs> but uh, so, of course, you head further into the basement and find the cellar slash holding cell area. Mm-hmm. This is where you question and piece together a few th- things from ghosts that the bell killer has killed from that are chilling in the basement. <laughs> just kind of just having a brewski in the basement. Yeah. They're just chilling. And they're like, this fucking sucks. And you're like, what the fuck happened? And it's like, you killed me here. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> so, um, this is kind of where it's getting to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So you head back to the museum because you're like, that's where he fucking goes. Yeah. And you find that, uh, joy is up on the, uh, gallows. What? Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. No. Uh, you also see that the bell killer is Ronan's brother-in-law, voiced by Travis Willingham. I love Travis Willingham. Yeah. We met him. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a great guy. But also, what? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you see that it's uh, Ronan's brother-in-law, who is actually possessed by Abigail, the ghost girl from the beginning. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, plot fucking major plot twist. <laughs> so once the cutscene ends, you have about 20 seconds to save Joy. So do that. Oh. <laughs> 20 seconds. Countdown. No. no. Yeah, so you uh you have to influence you have to do the possess influence, which you've done earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh to be like, oh, you remember that Iris girl who did the very large scream because she's a medium? Mm-hmm. Do that. So you do, and it actually knocks uh, Abigail out of the uh, his body. Oh. So, yeah. It's fucking... So she goes flying back. She's pissed because she can't kill another, you know, witch girl. Then you only have a few seconds after this to grab Abigail before she activates the gallows because you're like, she's looking at the lever. Oh. This kind of causes a flashback sort of thing mm-hmm. and it shows how abigail was killed the gallows Aww. by the townspeople in old salem people were dicks yeah so you kind of go back and forth fighting in these sort of memory flashback stages while you keep questioning her mm-hmm. and uh, it's going like what the fuck why are you possessing him and she's like because he's strong as shit mm-hmm. and it's just like you kept possessing him and then she like would touch your arm again and it would show that she also possessed Baxter to kill Iris's sister. Oh. Yeah, so she's like, I didn't use only one person, duh. <laughs> I'd be stu- that'd be stupid. I'd lose my people that I'm possessing. That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, so she you find out the truth about your killing and all the all the other people's killings. Uh, she possessed others in order to exact revenge by killing mediums so no one would know why these young girls were dying. Kind of like why she died. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you did it. You solved your murder. Yay! And you get to go to heaven to see your wife. Yay! Woo! Yeah. Happy ending. Yay. After you possess a lot of cats. Yes. <laughs> I was happy about that. <laughs> I had a really weird moment where you said that she was in the gallows and I feel like I 
like my mind time warp for a second and I saw what it was like to be hung and I hated it. Yeah, it's <laughs> she's standing there and I'm just like, I hate this. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And I was like, stop it, brain. I'd very much like to be in the present. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, throughout the game, there are abort, uh, abort, about, <laughs> abort, about, about, uh, four, about four side investigations that I found at least. Uh, that you can do to help some ghosts figure out why they died and help them move on. Oh, cool. Yeah, so in the apartment, you kind of are going through the walls on the first floor, and you see this ghost girl just kind of chilling in the uh, water heater room. Mm -hmm. And she's like, my body was right here. I know my body was here. Why isn't my body here? Oh, the repetitive ones. And she's like, "These, these old people, like, they knew where my body was. So you go over there and you do like some small investigating and you find out that because of the girls partying, they got pissed and they ended up killing her. Aww. And then they took her body to the quarry. Aww. Yeah. That's sad. And you're like, these old people are fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah, clearly. So, yeah. And um, another one that I... This one's much lighter. You find a girl on the beach before you go to the church. Mm -hmm. And she's uh, she's sitting there and she's like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. I don't remember anything. And you like look around and you find kind of a memorial area and whatever. And you find that she was a part of like a uh, shipment sh cargo ship. Oh, OK. And it started to sink and she was on a rowboat. Mm -hmm. And she started going back and forth taking people, and then the rowboat capsized, and she Aww. drowned. So she was a hero, and everybody remembered her for that. Aww. And I'm just like, yeah, so you're just like, you were a hero, and she's just like, oh, wow. And it's, like, really nice. So it's <laughs> it's one of those cool, like, you get to help them move on sort of thing. That. Yeah. Kind of a thing I did skip over a lot of in this game is there's multiple parts in it where you end up having to either evade or fight demons that ah. appear. Yeah, they pop up and they're just kind of like, like they're fucking creepy. No. Yeah, and, that noise. <laughs> and when they get close to you, they actually end up sucking your soul away from your soul. Like, kind of like the witches do in Hocus Pocus. Yes. Yeah, exactly that. Like you can do, you see it. Tying like, it back. And when, <laughs> when you like... When that happens, you become a demon. So, like, oh, oh, oh hard no. pass. Yeah, hard. So, pass. what you have to do for this, you also find out at the very end of the game that Abigail was the one that was spawning the portals for them. No, because she was like, I didn't want you to find it out. I wanted to keep you in the dark. And yeah, of she, course, she did. Yeah, and it's like, fuck you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, fuck you Abigail. <laughs> yeah. So you are able to hide from these demons in this sort of like there's these uh, essence, I'll call them, of other spirits. They're just kind of like floating there. Think of like if a dog were to try and track something, the scent. Oh. Yeah, you just hide in that. So you. <laughs> And they just come across and they're like, where the fuck did he go? And then they turn around and you get to fucking sneak up behind them and like banish them in this really cool action okay. where you like you reverse pull them oh. and you like smash their soul. So <laughs> I was like, reverse pull, push them. And then you push them down. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're pulling them back. Okay. 
So you pull them back and then you slam them. Yeah. And then so by I, by reverse pull, like how they suck the oh, life okay. out of or the soul out of you to turn you into a demon. There you go. You're taking the non-corrupt soul from them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes way more sense than reverse pull them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Do you mean push? But um. Felt like Google for a second there. <laughs> one of my favorite uh, thing aspects of this game was actually being able to walk through stuff. I mean, it, yeah. it was just cool. Like the first part when you're walking through the alley, there's a dumpster you could just right through, and it's like, <gasps> <laughs> and best part, like those window air conditioner units when they're hanging out, you can just like walk through them, but it's only your head. <laughs> so <laughs> like it's air conditioner body, <laughs> and. I found that stupidly enjoyable. I would do the same thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> can't touch me. Can't touch me. Can't. Yeah. So things I liked about this game is uh, there was so much I liked about it. The demon fighting, the actual investigations, because those were, it made it so you couldn't just breeze through the game. You actually had to look for clues and find them yeah. in order to keep going. And uh, things I didn't like, some of the mechanics seemed a little slow or clunky. Yeah, kind of like the cat climbing up the vine was very just... Eh. Person climbing up a ladder. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but in cat form, so it looked weird. So overall, great game. I highly recommend it, even if it's like one or two playthroughs, because you do have like collectibles to get and all that stuff. So there's not too much replayability, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it is a great for one of those one-time quick plays. Like I said before, it's a game I've been waiting to play for years. So it for me, it was really worth that. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it a solid nine out of ten. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that. <laughs> we all had some pretty interesting stories. Today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank Smoothie. you, Kina, for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Anytime, really. Wait, where can people find you? Please. Well, you can find me on social media at Historical AF Pod. And you can find everything on my website, historicalafpodcast.com. Nice. Yes, nice. Com, that's it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway, I finally got, I bought the, what you, the domain. Yeah. So Ooh, like, oh, yeah. okay. the rights. Nice, nice. Yeah, I feel really that's awesome. fancy that I have a .com. But yeah, I actually we went on... to it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I went on it because I was like, did I have the right email? I... Like, <laughs> like, I've listened to your episodes time and time and time again. And I was just like, is this right? <laughs> yeah, super easy. Just historical AF pod across the board. Everything. Email. If you look for us, we're on every major podcasting platform. So super nice. Easy to find. Awesome. Okay. So with that, you can also follow our social media which is instagram at page and buns podcast twitter at turn and mash pod you can join our facebook group facebook is oh my god page turners and podcast. <laughs> it's the podcast name guys yeah uh let's see you can uh email us page and buttons podcast at gmail.com you can subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Page and Buttons Podcast. If that's not obvious at this point. Yeah. <laughs> we have merch. 
Uh, it's on T Public. You'll have to search for page turners and button mashers. I uh, I got a sweatshirt from them. Very very soft, even after multiple washes. So. He's actually wearing it right yeah, now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, so I highly recommend if like even if we're not your favorite podcast, there's also other podcasters on there. Yeah, do that. But it's we also get paid if you buy our stuff. So buy our merch, <laughs> please. <laughs> we're broke. Um. <laughs> and uh, let's see. You can also find our link tree, which has like all of the links to every one of our things. I'm on... just going to put that in the show notes because there's no way. <laughs> yeah. It's also on our Instagram and Twitter. So, yeah. So, with that, keep on turning those pages and mashing those buttons. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>